Spider pig, spider pig, they does whatever a spider pig does. Fox and Fox and Marvel, great. <laughs> Squirrel. Anyways, Squirrel on with the girl. episode. It's. Uh, Were you recording that whole thing? Oh yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! And it's a special episode. Yay! Yay! Where we're talking about Spider Man. Yay! Yes, this is the episode where we review Spider Man Homecoming. Yay! Um, oh. I, we're going to have. Uh, some spoilers in it. We'll try not to spoil. Oh, it's going to be spoilers everywhere. But yeah, it'll be spoilery. What? But we're going to talk about the movie fully and completely. So if you don't want to know about Spider-Man Homecoming. Shooting spoilers all over the place. Ears. Or just turn it off. It, oh, yeah. Go watch Do the that. movie, then listen. Don't don't spend the next half hour with your fingers in your ears. <laughs> just hit stop or pause. I want to see podcast. pictures of people listening with their fingers in their ears. <laughs> so uh, with us is Jen. Hello. Ryan. Hello. And Kevin. That's me. So we all saw um, Spider-Man Homecoming the night after it opened, because the Thursday night... Well, the Friday night opening. Yeah, the Friday night opening. The Thursday night, uh, Jen and I were busy. (laughs) So... I saw a different movie. Life. Life got in the way. Yeah, my dad's birthday. Oh, People being born. Yeah. And, you know, the guy... Celebrating their birth. Occasionally fixes my car. (laughs) But um, it's a movie that we've we've all hoped would be good mm-hmm. going in. Yes, we all really like Spider-Man. I yes. had exceptionally high expectations. It's uh, one of Jen's favorite characters and Ryan's favorite characters, especially. Um, I was trying not to get my hopes up going in, just because I had like I'm starting to get high expectations. Right. Oh yeah, I was. I didn't want. I, I tried. I stopped thinking about it. I stopped watching videos. I didn't watch trailers after a certain point. I stopped, you know, reading articles. I didn't want to know anything more about it. And I tried, you know, yeah, I tried not to think about it because that I didn't first wanna... trailer gives away a lot of the plot. Not yeah. everything. No, as we discovered, but it gives away the broad a strokes. Good chunk of it. So um, we'll go around the table. We'll start with Jen. Jen, what did you think of Spider-Man: Homecoming? Well, after seeing Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War, I was really, this is what raised my expectations because I was thinking they finally, finally got Spider-Man right. I mm. mean, he was in Civil War, he was, you know, he was a goofy kid. He was making jokes. He was, you know, being curious and asking questions. And, you know, th- so I was like, oh, good. They finally got his character so that's why I had such high expectations. And I was very happy that the movie did not disappoint. Um, they got him, I think they got him pretty bang on. Um, he was a goofy teenager. He was in high school. Um, he made mistakes. And, you know, he tried to do good and it ended up making mistakes, which is a big part of Spider-Man's character. Um, you know, crap happens to him a lot and mm-hmm. he the old parker luck yeah the old parker luck and but he doesn't let that ruin him or destroy him or turn him into a villain he's just kind of sucks it up and keeps going and keeps convinced that he's doing the right thing so i was also a little worried it was going to be too iron man heavy but i think that they actually did a really good job of of spacing out tony stark's appearances in mm. the movie mm-hmm. keep him in keep 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 him in Here's my new word. Keeping him as a mentor figure, but not really overloading it with Tony Stark and Iron Man and, and, and the Avengers. So it was still very much a Spider-Man movie. I think we almost saw Happy more than we saw Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. and I was super yeah. glad that Happy was back because I love him. <laughs> he's so great. Well, he's back in Disney's good graces because he made them a shitload of money with Jungle Book. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, my review was two big thumbs up. I really, really enjoyed it, and I wanted to go see it again the next day. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I loved it. Uh, just right now, I'd probably say it's my favorite of all the Spider-Man movies, uh, even um, I, even above uh, Spider-Man 2, the one with Doc Ock. Yeah, that, The that original would, Spider-Man 2, not Amazing question. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd probably put it ahead of all of them because uh, well, it's finally part of the MCU, which we've all wanted to be. 
like Jen said, they got the character right. He's young. They kept him young. There was no, oh, he's in high school. Now he's in college. Now he's living on his own in New York, all within the first, like, you know. Oh, well, he looks like he's barely 30. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Toby. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, no, uh, Jen pretty much said it all. Like, yeah, it was a great movie. They got the character right. Uh, the side characters were good. They added to the movie. They didn't detract from things. Oh, Ned. Ned was hilarious. Yeah. We'll get into all that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I loved it. Kevin. I really liked it. Uh, I am going to be a slight voice of dissension, though, and say this was my third favorite comic book movie of the year. I would rank Jenny's. Wonder Woman and Guardians above, above it. it. Uh, but that's not to say it's a bad movie. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie, but mm. it's my third favorite comic book movie of this year. That just means there's a lot of comic book movies this year, and they've all been really good. That's true. So I didn't so even good. think about yeah. that, so, where I would rank it. Uh, so that that's that's where I'm coming from. I liked it. I've, Spider-Man has never been one of my top most favorite characters. Uh, I mean, when he's done right, he's enjoyable, but I find so many times... That story gets told over and over again. They told it in a, in a new, interesting way this time with a really great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that Marvel Studios got their fingers in the mix. And because I don't, I don't. At this point, I didn't trust Sony to do it again. Yeah. And um, you kind of wonder if Sony trusted Sony to do it again. Well, yeah. <laughs> because it didn't take them long to fire Andrew Garfield. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I had a good time at it, uh, but it's my third favorite comic book movie of the year. I For me, it's probably my second favorite film of the year that, mm. that I've seen so far. What's um, number one? Baby Driver. Uh, really? Baby Driver just like completely... You really like that movie. It, yeah. may, it may have been partially because Baby Driver's not based off anything, yeah. and I always kind of give like extra points for that a little bit, like or like maybe even subconsciously. Yep. But that being said, I really like the Spider-Man movie. Um, for me, Spider-Man 2 was my favorite up until Homecoming came out. Uh, it's Spider-Man 2, like, and for me, like, Spider-Man 2 accomplished making Doc Ock be a cool villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, look cool, but still had that science background to him. Turned bad and then even backstory. have a little bit of redemption at the end. Yeah. And even though they did, they fell into that problem of, let's kill off the bad guys. But there was, and like, to be fair, I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I think he kind of, like... It's kind of like Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond trapped in shitty Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can. And, and like same with Andrew Garfield. The first one was okay. The second one... Um, I it, never fr- saw Amazing Spider-Man. A friend too. of mine described it to me once, and I'm like, you're right. Is He's like, the second Amazing Spider-Man 2 is Batman Forever, but with Spider-Man in it. Oh, really? It's a very similar plot to it. Ooh. Um, and and neither one works out to be a very good movie. They just the, what's his name? Tom Holland. That's the, yeah, the name of the kid the in it. Yeah. Well, he's I think he's twenty now. I want to say he like or nineteen. But he does not look it. He, he does looks not look young. it. But when he started on Civil War, he was the first Spider-Man actor to actually be, be a, a teen? teenager yeah. when they started filming. Yeah, which I think really adds something to it. Like he's a young-looking kid too. So I also yeah. like that he looks different than all the other Marvel heroes that we've seen up to this point. Yeah, like you put them in a lineup, and he's six inches shorter and he's scrawny and uh he's not a big buff dude like your thors or captain america yeah, captain's but, america yeah i think that's the real appeal of spider-man though as a character in general <laughs> is that he's the everyman character yeah. i mean he is complete yeah. his costume completely covers him his <clears throat> like his feet his hands his face like you don't know he could be black he could be latino he could be asian you have no idea what's under that mask so because of that he is the type of superhero that everybody can relate to and because he makes mistakes Mm -hmm. and because yes he does have superpowers but because he makes the mistakes and because he has to deal with balancing his life and balancing his being a superhero and things don't come easy to him he is a very extremely relatable character right and i think for me that's one of what the big appeal is for him i love his sense of humor i love his intelligence and i love that he can literally be anybody in that costume and that makes him very relatable we got wisecracking spider-man too like he was making jokes and stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah um 
the uh, we got. I think what I really liked about it is they didn't retread anything. It wasn't Osborne yet again. It no. wasn't the Green Goblin. It wasn't, it wasn't an origin story. It wasn't the origin story for no. the umpteenth time because right now Spider Man's up there with Batman. Is like my my mom can tell you. Spider-Man's origin yeah. within two minutes. And my mom doesn't really watch these movies well, or they read Well, they recap the origin in the movie. You got bit by a spider? Yeah. And that's all you need? That's, <laughs> that's all, all you need. You bite me while I get powers? Yeah. That's all you need. I mean, they didn't talk about Uncle Ben. They no. didn't talk about how he, you know. I don't think, does Uncle Ben even get an No, a he doesn't even no, get mentioned. The only check. thing we get is that May's he said made a mention about everything that happened. May had was going through some a bad time or something, and yeah. some bad stuff happened. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. With everything he, that's happened, I don't want to worry her more. Yeah. yeah, and that that's the extent you get to it. But the great thing about uh, the superhero movies and origin stories and well known origins is that if you were one of the rare people who watched this movie and had no idea what was going on, first of all, it doesn't take away from the plot in any way at all. No. And secondly, everybody's got the internet on their phones. So at the end of the movie, make sure it's at the end, folks, not during the movie, you can check your phone and be like, why does what, what happened to Aunt May? You can look at Wikipedia. Like, yeah. you don't need to rehash it every single time. The. The other thing about it is they made changes to, I guess, update the characters that still work within the, the character confines. Like, Flash Thompson's always been a douchebag, but mm -hmm. he's been a jockey douchebag for the most part. <laughs> now he's a nerd bully. Now yeah. he's a nerd bully who uses Facebook to tease people. Like, he's that kind of spineless <laughs> dick. Well, he's the, the rich kid. Like, he was still kind of athletic, I think. Because they, but academic not, decathlon athletic. Well, he's yeah, but he was not. He was the spare, and he probably. Yeah. I bet you, if you got into the inner politics of their club, he could just be there because daddy's money put him there. And but we don't get that same. Like he's bullying. We still get that sort yeah. of aspect of it, but it's different. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's, we're, we're not getting the same stuff with different actors. And that's not, yeah, not your stereotypical, you know, white guy that's a, just a jock that's a bully. Yeah, yeah they then, did a really good cast, the, the job of casting, like, a diversity in yeah. this film. Apparently, he got a bunch of death threats, though, when Ooh, he was really? originally cast. When people oh, the said, kid who played Flash? Yeah, because he's playing Flash Thompson that's supposed oh, that to be a white sucks. guy. That's stupid. Yeah. See, Welcome but the to the thing internet. Is, yeah, this is reflecting a change in our society, too, because when Spider-Man, I guess, when did Spider-Man originally come out? Like, when was Flash? Okay, well, maybe yeah. more importantly, when was Flash a character? Was he right from the get-go? Yeah, he yeah. was one of the... And he was always uh, an athletic jock type yeah. of Yeah, he was the, he, jo the, the, yeah. the jock douchebag. He was pretty much the same up until the last couple of years where they turned him into, like, kind of a hero. Yeah, well, they made, him a, they made him a soldier. A yeah, but if you think about other, like, comic and things like, I mean, in Archie, for example, uh, the jock, well, he's, I guess he's not really a jock, but kind of is, but Reggie is the villain, mm -hmm. the villainous character, and he's the rich, athletic jock guy. Yeah. And Spider-Man flashes the rich athletic jock guy. But that kind of has changed lately, and that's not necessarily how society looks at it anymore, especially in high schools. Right. So I just, I love that they still made him a bully, but I love that they made him smart. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't have to be stupid to be a bully. I love the fact that every character has intelligence in this yes. movie. Yeah. Um, which brings us to uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think he's probably the best film villain Marvel has at the moment. Like, he's got a backstory. Mm -hmm. He has what? a reason to be a villain, a you, villain in what he was doing. Are you counting Loki? Uh, yeah, I was Loki. Loki would be the, the only other one that's yeah. even close. and uh, Unless you go into the... The Netflix series. I'm not, but we'll say the the film universe. Yeah. Um, Loki. I, I go back and forth. Loki. Loki's got reasons and stuff, but it's just like there was something about Keaton's performance that was just oh yeah, no, really he, good. Yeah, he 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 hit it out of the park with his performance. Yeah, I love that his character didn't start off being a villain. Like he he wasn't. Originally, originally, in the very beginning of the movie, he was just a guy doing his job, yeah. and the government screwed him over. And that, that felt like a plot hole of convenience to me, though. If you were working on a contract, and all of a sudden it got yanked from you, 
the government would have paid off your contract. Yeah, you still would have gotten paid. Yeah, well, you know, so, the, the lawsuits and all that yeah, kind of resources. to avoid lawsuits, they would have paid out your contract until yeah, but, you go home. Yeah, that, it's so a movie, it was a man. plot hole of convenience to yeah. make him a villain. Yeah, but I still think it was. As, even if it was just a plot hole of convenience, I still think it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying It that. was a good plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, to be fair, there are holes in this movie. Like, we tried to figure out the timeline of this movie compared to the other Marvel Universe Oh, yeah, movie. I meant to look yeah. that up. And it, we couldn't do it. I, I don't know why they settled on eight years. Yeah, like, it, it, like, it... Eight years, like how long does it take? Well, the like, eight I years. Know let's like, let's clear it up. The eight years is from when at the beginning of the movie when he's cleaning up the post attack on Manhattan events. Right. Yeah. So Avengers eight, came out then, in twenty twelve. Well, yeah, but and then but then Civil War has just happened when this movie comes out. Yeah, and then it jumps and it says eight years later, and then that's when our so movie. So that saying that there's at least seven years between what happened in and Avengers and what happened. Like in I know Civil that War. takes a lot of cleanup to like the amount of damage. It really, yeah. New York should have been condemned. Uh, so I just googled it because I I meant to look it up before the podcast and totally forgot. The first thing that comes up is uh, a story from Polygon. That says Spider-Man: Homecoming screws up the Marvel Cinematic Timeline, and then there's another one from SlashFilm.com that says, "Does Spider-Man: Homecoming break the MCU timeline?" And then there's ScreenRant.com: Spider-Man: Homecoming's MCU timeline plot hole. It wouldn't be. It <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if that gets edited in the home video version Six of years it. Makes yeah, because it, all it is is a title, right? Like they, yeah. they don't have to change dialogue or anything. It's a very quick edit. Much like it, didn't they do that with Doctor Strange in the end? Because the version we saw kind of messes with the timeline a little bit too. No, the but the uh, there was the trophy dial- is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they? No, it's still on the oh, date. The date still on the, still board? On the, I thought on the There on was the talk that they were going to alter that or something, no. but but beyond that, it's like <laughs> here's a major spoiler for everybody, but it's important when discussing. The vulture and the fact that he's smart is that he figures out who Spider-Man is because yeah. he's not a moron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like like in seconds he figures it he out. Does, he does it in like the span of five minute car yeah. ride. Yeah, he's like he asks okay, so a couple of there, real strategic questions, uh, and it was interesting that they never um, they they sort of played on your on nerd's knowledge of these characters a little bit because Spider-Man the the. The girl that Peter likes is Liz. Liz, 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 and they keep talk, calling her Liz, but we never hear her last name through the whole movie. No, mm. even on IMDb, she, looking, it's still listed as even, Liz. Even the on the credits, credits most yeah. of Just the characters don't have, have last the same. So yeah. we assumed she was yeah. Liz Allen, right? There was that spot, was my figure, right? But and then we realized, oh, she's not Liz Allen. She's, she's Liz, Liz Tombs. Tombs, right? So that. And, I really love. Like, sorry, finish your thought. No, I just uh, go ahead. That that that's pretty much my thought. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it's another uh, another credit to their diverse casting that Liz is uh, a black girl, a girl of color, and from a you mixed know, family. From a mixed family, and you don't know that until the very very end of the movie because you're like Michael Keaton's character, yeah, the Vulture. He's white, and Liz, his daughter. Sorry, spoilers is. A black girl, and you don't really like. I mean, maybe it's just me because it's not really so prevalent in movies right now, or as it should be. It didn't even occur to me that it would be a mixed family yeah. until the end of the movie. Well, yeah. up until that point, you had yeah. no reason. Other than he kept really talking about doing it for his family, doing yeah, it for his daughter. But he didn't he mention, never mentioned the name Liz, no, or his wife's name, or and yeah. or didn't show any pictures. You know, there's no mention of any names of his family. So, I mean, maybe it's, it's you know, white privilege assumption going, but I didn't even think yeah. about it, which I think is fantastic. It was a great little plot twist. No. Um, get, it, let's talk Easter eggs. Okay. This I got a few Easter eggs. No, I don't have uh, any. I figured out today... Who's the voice of Karen? Oh, yes. oh yeah, I, I saw, I'd seen that. Oh, okay. Suit lady, <laughs> she was. So, so who is it? It's so Jennifer Connelly, who is married to Paul Bettany, who, who is, is now the Vision. Yeah, the Vision. but he was Jarvis originally, so that's a nice little. Now, did you dig deeper and find out that the character, you know, the voice Karen, is actually a, a previous Marvel Comics character that was a, an AI that was built uh, by. Ultron to be Bride of Ultron. 
Oh. Who then? Who then? Uh, so yeah, the rumor is that Karen away, could so end yeah. up becoming Jocasta. Ah, so that Jennifer little... Connelly could be end up playing opposite her husband. Who's Jocasta? So she was a she was a robot built by Ultron uh, to um, infiltrate the Avengers, and she ended up defeating her evil programming and became an Avenger. So she's another. She's female good Ultron. Yeah. Just sum it up in yeah. a sentence. In the comics, her her memory and her mind. She's based off of Wasp. Wasp isn't was, she? she was based on Wasp. Um, so there, there are rumors that. Karen could end up becoming Jocasta, who could end well, up... Well, it's a, like a lot of the Easter eggs they, they threw in. It's nothing they ever have to follow up on, no, no, but it just... leaves a lot of windows and doors open oh, yeah. in case they do. See, Jocasta's also the wife of, Oedip- wife of Oedipus in Greek mythology. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> That's why you said the name, and I was like, wait, oh, what? I, I, I can explain all that later on, but it takes way too long. All right. <laughs> um, like, yeah, that actually makes sense in terms of the comic book stuff. I'll just look <coughs> over there. We, we, we got Donald Glover, not as Miles Morales as everybody wanted, but, like, come on, let's be realistic. He's way he, too old. He's way too old now to do it. Yeah. Which like you feel bad saying saying that because he's like I don't think Donald Glover's thirty yet, but, no. but yeah, but Miles Morales, yeah, Miles Morales is supposed to be like a preteen, yeah. yeah, or like early teens. Yeah, I think he he's might even be, be seventeen than, now in the current in the comics. comics. He's, he's younger than Peter Parker, younger than Peter, right? Yeah. yeah, because he was making out with Spider Gwen, right? So. <laughs> that being said. Donald Glover makes an appearance as like just kind of like a like a mugger kind of guy, and we see his rap sheet, and it is revealed that he is the Prowler, mm-hmm. who has a nephew that lives in the neighborhood. And in the ultra, uh, Ultimate Comics series, his nephew is Miles Morales. And the license plate on his car was UCSM One. Ultimate Comics Spider Man Number One was the first issue really? he appeared in. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which <laughs> prop master thought that was a good one to throw on. Did you well, guys look this up, or did you catch all of this no, in the movie? I watched that, a Nerdist video. Okay, yeah. I'm like, I was... No, the Prowler yeah. one. I was a little Prowler worried one. for yeah, you that. for a second there. Yeah, the Prowler one, yeah, I saw the it in Prowler the film. The Prowler one I know you saw in the film, but the license Jennifer plate, Connelly, I was like... I had no idea yeah, that it was Jennifer me. Connelly. Uh, it just bugged me and bugged me. I'm like, I know that voice from somewhere, but oh, it's I love- not... Friday from the the previous Iron Man, right? But it was credited as Friday on the no, on the Friday's credits, or is there a different does Friday? Show up oh, with the Iron Man suit. So oh. it, 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 when yeah. he says uh, like Tony is no longer here or whatever, when it's oh, being remote controlled, right. yeah, that credit does like that. That credit's legit and is in there. It's just not where you thought it was. Who's the voice of Friday? It's a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. It's based off oh, of it's Pepper. Pepper Potts. Is the idea. I love I that whole scene with with this when he de- gets the suit deactivated. <laughs> the training wheels are off. <laughs> yeah, the training the ba- What was the, the other one? The, the baby, baby monitor. Baby, baby monitor, monitor protocol. protocol. <laughs> Tony Stark's such an ass. <laughs> there's there's Spider Man getting buried under a ton of concrete. Yeah, which, that's, that's a classic po- Spider Man trope. The, the, the funny thing was is like we were arguing at the McDonald's while talking, not arguing, talking about like. Oh, it's from this uh, issue. Snow, Snow no, on cosplay thought it was from an issue of the McFarlane run from like the nineties. No, I was thinking it was from like it's from uh, a Ditko comic. In, like, well, no, well, it's after Ditko, but it's that that era, yeah, like yeah. the sixties. It's, yeah. uh, it's during. I, I thought I'd read it was issue it is, thirty-three. I was say, yeah, it is a Ditko comic. Di- oh, no, it is. Ditko had left it before. No, I think it, I think what I read it it said Ditko too. But, but the, Ryan had dug up an article that shows that it happens a lot to Spider-Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he gets buried under concrete a lot and has and, to and can realize. Oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, except for the last seven times that I did it. No. I love the one where. Did you read the article at all? I, I flipped through it to be honest. I like the one where Scarlet Spider showed up and like you held out long enough, and he like lifts it off of him and saves the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is Ditko okay? Yeah, issue thirty-three, Spider-Man: The Final Chapter, and it's him under a ton of a building that's collapsed. Spoiler alert: Not the final chapter. <laughs> <laughs> there was a twelve-cent comic from nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. It's um, been going since then. So this isn't really an Easter egg, but this is just a theory I have of like another thing that they did that leaves it open in the future. I I think that we'll find out because um, Tony has sold off the Avengers Tower. They're moving everything upstate. 
Yeah. And which means somebody has bought that tower. I'm betting it's Osborne. Like I don't, I'm hoping they hold it off till like the end of the second movie. We find out find out who bought the tower, or like, even in the next uh, Avengers movie, we yeah, find or we, it out just or as something. A flyby, like throw yeah. that in as an Easter egg somewhere. Don't maybe bring... it'll become the new Baxter Building. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> but who? It's Fox who owns Fox the rights the, to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Fox, if Fox is Unless, willing to play I don't nice. Know, how many years like does Fox Sony? have to, to do another? To make another Fantastic Four movie? Probably has a couple more. Because that last one just came out. Was yeah, it, wasn't it last year? I'm trying to remember how many years it is they have to it's probably do like every four. to keep it. Because it's not like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, they can, they can hold on to it for as long as yeah. they want. In perpetuity. So, yeah. It was, uh, now I want to go see it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like talking about it again is like, oh, I, I want to go see it again. Uh, the one character I thought didn't get used enough was Aunt May. When you've got a great actress like Marissa Tomei, yeah. I would have liked to have seen her more. But with the. Again, spoilers. It would have been tough to with spoilers, fit her with, her, with her learning the secret at the end, that means she'll be more involved next. I w- I'd love mm. to see a scene of her. Giving Tony Stark a piece of her mind. Oh is, yes, that would be that great. Be hilarious. I, I that would be coming. great. No, I do like it. Uh, this might sound a little sexist. I like the fact that like she keeps getting hit on because <laughs> she's the the hottest Aunt May that we've got. Yeah, it's, I remember somebody put up a meme of like the progression of like Aunt oh. May's and like the because the one before this was Sally Field, Sally Field who yeah. was. A bit younger than the, or at least looked a bit younger yeah. than the actress that came before. Yeah. Then you get Marissa Tomei, and the next one in line was, um, oh, what's her name? She plays the Rock's daughter in San Andreas, and she's <laughs> in the Baywatch movie. Uh, like she's like maybe twenty five. So the next time they remake, yeah, <laughs> it was. I just thought the yeah, I'm like yeah, that age progression's about right, but. Uh, uh, on a whole, um, I think we can all say thumbs up, yeah? Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Yeah. Now, our discussion after the movie when we were talking about his principal and the photos Oh, in yeah, the office, that, I forgot about that Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. So it did turn out that it's the same. The reason he looked familiar was it's the same actor. Yep. Playing, so it's uh, the actor's Kenneth Cho. Uh, Cho? Chow? Choi. Choi. Uh, he played Mr. M- M- Morita. Yep. Uh, and he's the principal. And when you go in the office, you see all these like World War II photos of a soldier uh, that you're like, oh, that the photo kind of looks familiar, which, well, it turns out to be his grandfather, who was one of the Howling Commandos. Cool. He's the Asian one and was also played by the same actor. Ah. Which, you know, they could do kind of what they did on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, but instead of Coulson, it's this guy. Who's a shield agent and is also the principal of the school? Oh, they could. like it. Like they could. They don't have to. That's the great part about it. It could just be a cool little. There Easter was egg. not a single mention of shield in this movie at well, all. It's the, the TV been, and movie departments are well, fighting, right? But what would have been done by shield in in another movie was done by damage control in this movie, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe 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 shields off the table from like when was the last time we saw we saw um, Fury. Uh, Avengers 2. Avengers 2. Ultron. Yeah. So. Apparently, I'm assuming he's going to be in the next one, but I thought I read something about him appearing in Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, but that I don't think that's even started filming no. yet, no. so that's, who knows. But, the, yeah, um, the, th- the the thing is, is those departments are fighting, and as long as they're, they're at, like a, at a Cold War with one another, there's not going to be any... Which is a shame because that's what we all wanted, right? right. Was we wanted the TV show that connected to the movies, then the, yeah. the movies to all interconnect to one another. Like, I want nothing more than in that Avengers movie. It doesn't even have to be a full scene. I I would love a glimpse in Hell's Kitchen, and we see Daredevil and Luke Cage beating the shit out of aliens yeah. or whatever, yeah. or whatever yeah. they're fighting. And we're yeah. not going to get that now. Something that ties it all together. Yeah, like it, it, when Jessica Jones making a wisecrack and then punching an alien's head off. Yeah. Of the yeah, I want to see Coulson show up with his robot arm that has the electronic version of the Captain America shield on it, 
fighting with them. And them. What do they know? Coulson lives. Coulson has a robot arm now. No, he, he lost his arm. In wow, I missed not, a lot. Not last season, but the I, season I knew before. He lost his arm, but I didn't know he had a. Oh, he's got a, a robot robotic in America. Show. Yeah. Oh no, he's got. Well, you know the one uh, that they did in the comics for a little while. The energy shield. The energy shield, and it was in the cartoon. So he's got an energy shield built into it, and when he hits it, it shows up, and it looks like the Captain America shield, which huh, makes but, sense because yeah, yeah, he's a big sense. fanboy. So that means the Inhumans are off the table for the movies as well. Yeah, it's, uh, that seems to be the case. Huh. It's which is which is weird too because the the whole idea of bringing the Inhumans into the the movie universe was because they have no X Men to use, right? Because right. Fox has the rights to that until the end of time. So you know, and but now it's is it one of these days like it, like there's a couple interesting articles you can find online about it, mm-hmm. but like I think in probably about five years there's going to be a really good book written by somebody like some insider who's in there right now who get who either moves on or gets fired or quits that'll show everything that's going on that's like. The, the power struggle that has occurred between those two departments. Really? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. There's, like, there's some of the... St- basic, Jeff Loeb's uh, in charge of the TV department, right? Yes. Well, it, it, that but it, falls under the comic... he's not the problem, though. Yeah, he's not the problem. That falls in under the comic book wing, mm-hmm. as does the TV show. And those are ran by a guy named um, Earl Perlmutter? Ira Perlmutter? Yeah, Perlmutter. sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And is, him uh, and Kevin Feige had button heads because Kevin Feige wants to make the movies and wants them to be as good as they can and doesn't care about budget. And Perlmutter is notorious for cost cutting. He's the reason why Marvel came out of bankruptcy. Like supposedly, like I I don't know how true these are. I will say allegedly, so he can't yeah. sue me. Yeah. Um, I have heard stories that he would go through Marvel's bullpens and like. What, why do you have six pencils? You only need one. Yoink! You know, like, recycle paper to make notepads. Like, a whole photocopier paper would be cut up and stapled together as notepads. Hmm. Why, do, why do you need a post-it notepad? And, like, to his credit, he got that company out of debt and got them yep. back to the point where Disney wanted to buy them, right? Like, yep. it helped do that. But at the same time, is like the, that started... Some of that stuff started creeping into the movie side. And yeah. Oh, that the, like I said, like in a couple of years there'll be a really good book about that stuff. Yeah, interesting. Well, let's go back to Spider Man. Yep. I wanted to mention yep. that I think almost all of the characters, like the high school characters, are characters from the comic, aren't they? At the very least, it's they use a lot of first yeah. names. So, so Betty that, Brandt, yeah, Betty they, Brandt is the teen did, journalist on the. Did it actually say Betty Brandt though? It did. Yeah, oh, yeah, she was it one did. of the few that got that, a last name. So like her, Flash Thompson had a last name. Yeah. the kid who was her sidekick on the on the school in house announcements channel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard is a character from the comic as well, but I can't remember yeah. his name. He was an early. So I heard the same thing. He was an early uh, buddy of Flash as part of his little gang of bullies. Right. Oh, okay. In early comics. Now, Ned, where does he come from? See, uh, the, Ned was hilarious. This is where you get kind of like the conflicting stuff. Yeah. Because he is, reminds me of Miles Morales' sidekick. Of Genki, yeah. yeah that's What's Genki's actual name? Like, is Genki. It, I don't oh, know okay. I, I wasn't sure if that was a nickname or not. Yeah, I don't... But, like, the rumor had it coming out that he was named Ned Leeds. Which, like, when I heard that the first time, like, that makes no sense. Ned Leeds is... The Hobgoblin. The Hobgoblin. Well, Hobgoblin won, right? right? And he was another reporter who, uh, I think it's the, I think he's the one, who's the guy who stumbles on the green uh, goblin stash of gear, Mm -hmm. becomes the Hobgoblin, if if I'm not mistaken. At any rate, Ned Leeds becomes the Hobgoblin at some point. Um, But... That makes no sense. Not with this kid. No. <laughs> so part of me wonders if it was a placeholder name, and then that's part of the reason like he's a character with no last name. Is they just chopped it off and like, yeah. hey, he's just Ned now. He's kind of like Ganky or Gonky or whatever you yeah. want to call him, but for whatever reason, they won't, maybe it's because that Ultimate Spider-Man animated movie, maybe they want to hold off on that character name for that. Right. I, but which, he did, he did it, or Ned did a great job of... of uh, 
explaining things or asking enough questions to explain things that made us made the movie not have to do a whole backstory. Yep. Because there's that whole montage where all he's doing is asking him all sorts of questions about being Spider-Man. And a lot of the answers to it are Ned shut up. But um, it's great. <laughs> I love that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you're 15. You just find out your best friend has got superpowers. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you're going to do. You're going to foam around all day asking questions. I really like Ned. I thought he was a No, adorable. he was a great character. He yep. And he's like, I can be your guy in a chair. <laughs> that was the best. You know, friend my <laughs> monitors, telling me how to get in places and where to go. <laughs> uh, another one of his friends, the little Asian girl that's on the, uh, on the, the debate team, yeah. is named Cindy. Okay. So in current you know, Marvel continuity... His classmate that was his age that was named Cindy was Cindy Moon, who also got bit by the spider, who became Silk. Oh, okay. So, so that's one of those names that they, you know, in the did future... Did you get a last they, name in the credits There's either? no last name. It's just once another one that's Cindy. So you know so she what? she fits what? into that mold. Yeah, once again, it's like, that's like, you do it like that, and if you want to pull the trigger on it, you can. If not, nah, nah, we well, just exactly. kind of like the name. Yeah, and it's like, you know... Yeah. Five, six movies from now, they could decide and be like, oh, yeah, remember that girl? Here she is. She's a superhero. Yeah. Build up to a Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Then you bring back Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> you do like in the comic where they're just actors. We're like, I was just an actor. I don't know what's no, going on. No, I think on. one of them should be the voice of Spider-Ham. Just pick one. <laughs> no. Patton Oswalt? Yes. He should be the voice of Spider-Ham. <laughs> 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 uh, the guy who was the tech guy for the Vulture, that's the Tinkerer. The Tinkerer, yeah. and we got two versions of the Shocker. Yes. <laughs> the Shocker. Now, did you... He, I read a thing that makes sense where the Shocker gauntlet came from and why he only had one. No. They made... Uh, they, uh, I guess they talked about where they picked up that load of uh, equipment. Okay. And it was uh, the city that we see in uh, in... Civil War? Sokovia? No, yeah, in Civil War when uh, Cap goes in with his team. and the African city? Yeah, they blow Uh, up. Well, the one where they blow up uh, Crossbones. Yeah, yeah. So we're at the beginning. And he's got those gauntlets. If you look at the the same gauntlets that Crossbone was using, Uh, he tried, and the reason there's only one is Captain America ripped one off of him and threw it on the ground, and then the other one blew up with him in the bubble. That's the one deleted scene I'm curious about because there are shots out there of somebody in a full shocker costume. Oh, really? Like with the 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 mask. Like, well, they were really close. They were really close, but it's. I think it would. By the looks of it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was maybe shocker number one, and that because he was wearing a hoodie the entire time. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Just probably flipped up when the you pull the, the hoodie, is you get that whole mask effect, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. So overall, thumbs up, guys. Definitely. Thumbs up. Thumbs Definitely. up. So, Third uh, best superhero movie of the summer. See, I think it might be my favorite. Uh, I but I, I, I love Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was really good. I love Spider Man. Yep. I've always loved Spider Man. And Spider Man was fun, but I thought Guardians was a little more fun. Yeah. Mm. Guardians still has one of the best openings ever. Yeah. Like, well, in yeah. Terms of, like of the movie. Oh yeah, no, definitely. No, the, the okay, the opening of Spider Man was fantastic too. Not as good as Guardians. Uh-huh. I completely forgot about that for a second. Oh, the yeah. uh, the, the, the recap of live a film by yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, a the Peter opening of Spider-Man: Homecoming is phenomenal. Not as good as Baby Groot and Guardians Two. Not as good, but still really good. You it know was what's different? The, yeah. the great thing about this is like the the argument is over three good movies. Yeah. Like, yes. Basically, like I don't think like any of our movie choices here, any of us would call you're. Yeah, Fucking moron! <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like it's like they're all good. We haven't gotten a, we haven't, we haven't seen a dud yet. No, this summer. Uh, that might be next week if we go see the. Knock on wood. Oh. What, what <laughs> I like Transformers. Yet? I didn't see. You guys didn't see it, so uh, I liked and Pirates. I, I saw Pirates Five last week too. See, I didn't see that I either, so I won't. There's say five pirate about. movies. Yeah. I think I lost track of pirates after I think three. Oh, speaking of which, guys, uh, on a future episode, I am introducing a segment of guess how many sequels this movie has <laughs> based on a Walmart car- conversation I had with Jen. <laughs> we went by, like, you know, the, the video aisle. Uh-huh. And there was, I'm not going to say it because it may come up later on. There was a movie and she's like, 
there's four of these? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And we started going through, like, there's a batch of, oh, there's so many movies that have, like, straight the video sequels that you may not know about. Oh, and yes. I figure we'll do, like, Price is Right rules. I am <laughs> not going to win this contest. <laughs> Anyways, that's for another episode. Um, so, uh, Geek Picks, is it anybody got one that's uh, Spider-Man related? I do. I, I do. I'll, I'll go with one. Oh, it has to be Spider-Man related? <laughs> no, but uh, oh. I... Did she meet Squirrel? Did he meet Squirrel yeah, yeah. Girl at some point? Yeah, <laughs> yes. shows up. Um, I would say go out and uh, if you like this movie, go out and read the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, that one came out in 2000. It was a redo of the origin, but in modern times with cell phones and mm-hmm. movies. There's even an, epi- an issue where he swing, he's swinging through New York and sees them filming uh, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> and a Doc Ock shows up in it, too. He fights Doc Ock, and there's, like, the guy dressed as Doc Ock, like, running and hiding in a corner. And like, I think it might be might have been uh, Tobey Maguire <laughs> as Spider-Man. And the, it's pretty funny. funny. Is but, it all in trades? Oh, yeah. No, the, the, that one's all out in trades now. And is yeah. that a good one if you've never read any Spider-Man comics to start oh, yeah. with? Yes. Nope. Yeah. yeah, it's just that there's a lot of trades to go through. See, yeah. I've always wanted to get into the Spider-Man comics, but since it's been around since, what did you say, 62? Yeah. I don't know where to start, because I'm obviously not going to start there in 1962. No. Well, I've got a suggestion then. Um, I I didn't never bought a lot of Spider-Man comics when I was a kid, but I do have this awesome... Remember when they... There's the Marvel graphic novels series. They mm-hmm. were oversized, and yep. uh, there's a great Spider-Man one that I picked up for some reason called Parallel Lives, which is um, it's an it's a retelling of the origin story, but it's told sort of twice: once from the point of view of Peter, and once from the point of view of MJ. That's the one that's of got the Sp- oh. Spider-Man and MJ's Spider. on the cover, right? Yeah. It's a Romita cover, kind of painty yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really great retelling of the early days of Spider-Man and how Peter and MJ were destined to be together. Oh, that does sound cool. good. Yeah. I think there's a weirdly. I think last year Marvel put out a hardcover that collects a bunch of those graphic novels because mm. it also had. Um, the new Spider-Man mutants. Hookie, okay, which was uh, which is like I think it's Charles Vess on that, which is like really weird kind of, and like a couple other ones that they've had had hanging around that are like they're one shot graphic novels. They don't really fit in continuity and stuff, so mm-hmm. they just bundled them all into one nice hardcover. All Spider-Man ones, yeah, all all Spider-Man themed ones. But yeah, so Spider-Man Parallel Lives. I can't even tell you who the creators are of it, but and it's from like the. Late 80s, maybe? Maybe mid-80s? Gavin will look it up and put it on the list. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah, we should mention that on our, on our Facebook page, uh, my good friend Gavin Whitehead has uh, nominated himself and done a great job of compiling all of our picks throughout the episode. So if you've uh, missed one or are curious or you just need something to read one day or watch, go to get the, get the, uh, the page and then just look through and pick one. And it also says which episode the geek pick is relating to. So if you want to actually hear why we picked that geek pick, you can you listen can to back. that episode and figure out why you should so smart use that. Yes. He's done a really good job with Thank you, too, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you. So, do you have a geek pick for Spider-Man? Um, I think, well, okay. It doesn't have to be Spider-Man. I was just <laughs> suggesting it as a, as a starter. Well, as always, uh, my geek pick is Squirrel Girl. Oh. Read Squirrel Girl. Um, same universe as Spider-Man. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It is in some cases. Well, well, Spider-Man exists in her universe, but it's not. It, that, that Squirrel Girl is in its own little world, which is good because you don't get sucked into shitty crossovers. <laughs> um, I think my experience with Spider-Man it was mostly through television. Mm. So I watched the 90s cartoon. Oh, so good. Which was great. Um, I didn't see the, the really, really old cartoon too much. Saw a little bit of it. I did not recommend that in an early yes. episode of yes. this, according to Gavin's chart. <laughs> I remember that now I, after you said it. I'm like, oh yeah, you, you did do not, not watch. Like yes. It was bad. Bad, bad, bad. But recently, I think it was on Netflix, uh, Brent and I were watching Ultimate Spider-Man. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the cartoon. That's a good The show. cartoon. Yeah. And it's fantastic. As I, I love the, the first, I guess probably the first one or two seasons where it's uh, Spider-Man and um, Buckethead, uh, Nova, Nova. Nova, 
and uh, White Tiger, uh, and Iron Fist, and Power Iron Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. I love the the five of them together. And it had enough of an influence on you that every time she sees Nova in anything, he's buckethead. Bucket yep. <laughs> So that's my recommendation. That show's just been ended, right? And it's yeah, being replaced it's by a new up. Spider-Man show. Um, yeah. The new one hasn't started be, yet. Right? Yeah, yeah because fall. the lat was a, there was a there was a season when um, they, he was recruiting new heroes, and Squirrel Girl was in one of those yep. episodes. And then there was another season where it was all different Spider-Men, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's called. Well, there uh, was the Sinister Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six yeah. season, and I don't know if there was that one or if it was. The season before like that, crossover? they there did. Was they did yeah. two, twice. They did that for like a four-episode arc. They did like little kind of Spider-Verse. I remember yeah. back on that '90s Spider-Man cartoon, they did Secret Wars. Yeah, and they brought in the voice actors from the X-Men cartoon that was going on at the same time. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So, did the tail off of that discussion? My pick is if you can find the hardcover, that way you you don't have to hunt down all the books. Is Spider Verse the the big storyline that they did in Spider Man? Didn't we already do that as a geek pick? I did. Uh, I think you did. I think I okay. may have I suggested think... it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Check. At the very least, I know I've brought uh, it up before. Whether it's on the list, should we ask Gavin if we're allowed to no, duplicate no. our dick? No, our geek we, we, pick? we already no, have. If, if as long as it wasn't me, but it, I suggested you know Riverdale like with only one episode in between it, it was my geek pick twice in like three episodes. So. <laughs> now we, so, this is why we have a list. <laughs> anyways, this, this is a, a big event book that they did for Spider-Man where they brought in every Spider-Man known man. It and was made, phenomenal. And, and extra ones. And it's good. You don't really need to know what was going on in the Spider-Man book. It catches nope. you up pretty good because Lord knows I only had kind of an idea. I knew... I knew Doc Ock had been Spider-Man for a bit. I knew Peter was back. And I knew a little bit about the bad guys in the series. And that's all that I knew. But when I say every Spider-Man, the cartoon strip Spider-Man, the black and white one that you would see in your newspaper, he shows up. And they do it in the new strip format. They, the best, the absolute best beyond Spider-Ham because Spider-Ham's just awesome. That That's the animal pig version of Spider-Man is the fact that they brought in the Japanese TV show version of Spider-Man. And with the giant mech. With giant robot. Yeah. It was, and how they do it, I'm not going to spoil it, oh. but how it is presented is just great. Because yeah. it takes you a second, if you know that character, like, what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and Dan Slott, I think, has done a really good job. Him and Bendis are the, the two modern guys to go to with their, their with Spider-Man yeah. runs. Mm-hmm. I think Slott's run, like, he gets a lot of grief from people, and I think it's very unfair. I think he's done more good than bad. Like, oh, for every sure. Every writer's got, got a, a shit piece in there. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon, awesome writer, both comics and TV. The, the second book of his X-Men run is not very good. Right. But he even admits that. So, you know, and you, there's always in the season I think of TV show I think though, isn't crap. it, that he's just been on it for a very, very, very long time? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering when he's going to leave or I, if he is. Uh, Eventually. The one thing I read was I think he's, you know, he's going to write it pretty much until they, they won't him let no. him write it anymore. Uh, but then there was something I read online. There's some speculation that there's this other artist that is coming onto a Spider book, and people were wondering, well, which one? And there's some speculation that it, he may be coming on either as a supplementary writer on Amazing, or as a co-writer, or taking it over. Yeah. But how many Spider books are there at the moment? Uh, a lot. Well, Spider Man. There's uh, Spidey. Uh, friendly neighborhood Peter Parker, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's the Chip that's, a, book. that's that one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, there's Spider-Man, which is the Miles Morales okay. Spider-Man book. Um, there's Spider-Man 2099 still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but starring yeah. Peter Parker, there's two, three. three. I'd say at least, and not including miniseries and stuff like right. that. That like there's a miniseries that starts. Tomorrow, 
Oh, oh is that one that one? Spider the next Spider Man comes out? Is that that one? Yeah, I think Spider-Man. it's tomorrow. I think Spider Man. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was Spider Man Two. The sequel to like a Jewish Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Spider Man. Which was one of my previous Harvey picks. Birdman's his lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> now there is a show. <laughs> oh, I'd so watch that episode of Harvey Birdman. That'd be great. <laughs> but back to your pick of Spider Verse. There's so many really cool versions of Spider Man in it. Yeah. That they've mixed them, they're making action figures. Yeah, slowly so, but surely. You know, we've gotten a Spider Gwen. Punk rock Spider Man is He's already coming. been is announced to be released. Uh, we've got the Cosmic Spider Man. We got Captain Britain Spider Man. Spider Man, which I have. Yeah. They even changed the mold so he's like Bigger a bit than wider anybody. and a little little bit shorter than other. Than One of the most awkward looking action figures in the package. Just the way his arms are, his arms and his hand are strategically placed. All of them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just the mold that they made the the container package in. Yep. It's terrible. What about the sixteen oh three Spider Man? Which one's that? Was that the steampunk Spider Man? No. Oh no, the Neil Gaiman one. The, oh, the, the Shakespearean. Yes. No, they one. haven't. They haven't done him yet. Uh, no. But I want them to do that steampunk Spider Woman. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty good too. Or put that her as a build a figure. Yeah, but yeah. I think they could just get away with doing a figure of her. Anyway. So, go see Spider-Man. Yep. Yes, uh, go, go see, see Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's, go, what, that's what we're all saying. See the movie, read see the books, twice. buy the toys, support Spider-Man. And if it happens to be full, go see Baby Driver, then go see Spider-Man. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this special edition of True North Nerds. For Jen, Ryan, Kevin, and myself... We'll be back with another episode very shortly at its regular time slot. So stay tuned. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook, under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.